0: Off we go on the final weekend of January. Here we go on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management. Great hour plan for you. On the way, Secure Act 2.0. You heard a lot of talk about it. We're going to focus on 401Ks, employers' CFOs, HR professionals, this will affect you and a 401k plan in a good way mostly, but there are some things that are a little tricky. Tom Parks from our Retirement Plan Services Department is going to talk about that. Ask Annex has a bunch of great questions, including a fairly complex tax question. And as Annex is built on a team platform, we grabbed one of our tax planners to do that. So that's coming up. And then toward the end of the show, Hear the Difference, we often say know the difference. This is a Hear the Difference segment. It's where a couple who is a client, a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management, is going to talk about their experience. I'm Danny Clayton. Dave Spano is our president and CEO. Annex Wealth Management. Busy show today, but let's get going with that weekend review.
1: Yeah, we certainly have a lot of talent on the show today, but let's talk for sure about the week in review. You know, we are certainly down from where we were, but certainly a lot of forming up and firming up of the ground beneath us is, is probably a pretty good thing. But of course, all eyes next week are going to be on two major items. One, of course, more More earnings will get reported, and we'll be able to digest those. We had a bunch of earnings this past week, Tesla and Intel uh, most notably.
0: Good for Tesla not so great for Intel. In fact, Dave, there's been a huge amount of data that's been flying in. Earnings report is one. We could talk about GDP if that matters to the Fed. We could talk about PCE. Tesla, Tale of Two Cities, right? I right. mean, it just, it's been on the tip of everybody's tongue, but then looks like they had huge profit. Intel, which is a chip maker, right. you thought maybe would roar back, and they're just having a tough time. And because PC consumption is down, and maybe servers as well.
1: Yeah, and not only that, we had the uh, opportunity to talk to a manufacturer in front of ours the other day, and he said that they offered him three times as many chips as what he's ordered. So <laughs> that's kind of a sign. I always <laughs> listen to the people on the ground. You remember? Remember, you couldn't get a chip to save your right. life? I mean, right so it that's reversed
0: a little bit and it's odd because Intel was really backing this Made in the USA, kind right. of a thing, and which I think, I think that's we, still coming. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that's still coming. And of course, and then earnings, again, will continue next week. But more importantly, we've talked about this for a, certainly a long time. And that's the Fed meeting on Feb 1. And, and then we're likely going to see another Fed rate increase. And of course, that's the tool that they have. You know, with this move from quantitative easing to quantitative tightening, this is probably the most important move by the Fed since 1979. And so this is a significant move that they're doing right now.
0: There's been a lot of Data flying. What do you think they're watching the most? Because labor is still really, really strong. I mean, yeah. unemployment is what three point five percent. GDP number came in; it was okay. And I guess there were some pockets of concern
1: in there. Well, they, this, they're trying to get inflation down, Danny, and they have this tool that you know, by raising interest rates, will they be able to uh, to slow demand or have demand destruction? Of course, at four and a half percent, you know, that's really what they've raised the Fed rate from zero, and they're trying to get wage inflation under control, which is the primary driver of services. And so, right now, they have this one tool that they're using to try to do that. It's a significant lift, all at the same time that we're seeing unemployment rates, as you just mentioned, at generational lows. So, you know, in my opinion, and I've said this publicly before, this is not something the Fed can do on its own. We have a demographic issue. We have uh, an immigration problem that we need to, to address. There is certainly a lot of things that go into this. However, as the Fed raises rates and starts to extract money, that's what quantitative tightening is, then the days of uh, easy money policy have left us, and that really means, folks, that you have to make sure that you know what you own. And I know I keep pounding the table on that, but it's now more than ever that the days of passive investing uh, are, are starting to get to its peak, and we're starting to move to a situation where you have to start a more active style, and that really means knowing what you own, why you own, and what you are paying for it. Just quick question Dave, is that sectors, is that regions, is that countries? All of that, all of that, you know, all, <laughs> all of, of that. It. Yeah, all Got goes it. into it. You know, not only in equities but in fixed income as well.
0: Great. If we can get you in shape for this year and beyond, what we do is investment and retirement planning. We do tax planning and estate planning. And we do that all together because that's what makes up a solid plan. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Not going to steer you to a commissioned product. We're going to look at it. We're going to see what works, what might not work, and then we're going to make great suggestions. Annexwealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Great information whenever you need it. It's the Week in Review, available on demand this weekend. Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, The Axiom on Sunday mornings, or on Spotify at the top of the hour. Search Annex Wealth Management this is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Saturday, January 28th. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ.
2: If the only tool you have is a hammer, everything you fix looks like a nail. Same thing goes for some annuity
3: salesmen. Need help with tax planning? Maybe you need an annuity. Recession coming? Have you tried annuity? Retirement planning? You get the picture. Sometimes you need more than a one-tool solution. It's time for serious fee-only fiduciary planning from Annex Wealth Management. Our in-house team of experts will offer you a rigorously tested plan built just for you. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference.
0: Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management show. Mentioned the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. We've got a poll in there this week because studies have shown that a lack of mental stimulation and social interaction can adversely affect you in retirement. Folks, what we want to know is what do you do if you're retired to keep your brain sharp and active? and challenged because that's what we want for you. We want you to have a successful retirement. That's in the axiom. I'm Danny Clayton. Dave Spano is our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management.
1: Thanks, Danny. I'm going to kind of pick up on what you and I were talking about in that last segment and that I do believe that the move from quantitative easing to quantitative tightening is the biggest move the Fed has done since the late 1970s, and it's significant because they're starting to extract capital out of the market. Now, since 2008 till, until last year, 14 years. They have embarked on quantitative easing, putting money into the markets, and that really meant that risk assets, as we talked about a lot, real estate and securities and the rest would go up because everyone got a trophy, right? And it was cheap (laughs) money, 0% interest rate, and it was free money. It was called ZERP, Zero Interest Rate Policy. Those days have now changed, and so the Fed has this dual mandate that we often talk about, which is, of course, to control inflation, but to have full employment. Well, they have full employment. Right is at three and a half percent, and of course, now how are they going to control inflation without with uh, significant harm to the economy?
0: So this full employment, it's a problem.
1: And the reason why it's a problem is because of wage inflation. If you look at how the inflation number is that they look at, Danny, wage inflation is part of that, and that drives service inflation. And that is the reason why we have to pay so much attention to it. But as I say, they're taking a hammer to a problem when, of course, it is more than that. You have to look at the immigration policy that we have in this country and the ability to bring people in to fill some of those jobs. We saw the baby boomers uh, left after COVID, uh, three million people in baby woman jet, they they left. Uh, Working age mothers, uh, they left at the tune of about two and a half million. And of course, if you worked for a restaurant or a hotel or service industry, you left because your your job was Mm -hmm. gone. You might have got a job in data entry or somewhere else those folks are gone. And so th- that's the reason why they're having a tough time. And then lastly, and this is, I know, it's slightly political, but transfer payments uh, are, were out there. And so people got paid not to work. That And it's, it's not, I'm not making a judgment there. I'm saying that's inflationary. If you give someone uh, capital for not having output, that's inflationary in and of itself. And so there's a lot of things that are going on. And so we have to look at this and say, how is it going to get fixed? And so, yes, there are rolling over of some a lot of numbers in inflation. We can see it across the board. So it is starting to work. The most important thing is what the Fed says next week. If they raise rates, will they say they're near the end of their rate tightening cycle, or are they going to say we're going to be higher for longer? So if they
0: pop out a Twenty-five basis point increase. That doesn't matter as much as what Powell says in that press conference sure. after, right? Yeah, for so, sure. Okay.
1: And of course, you know, they, they, of course, they're going to have another meeting in the third week of March, and then will they pause, right? So that'll be the language that we'll use throughout the years. Will the Fed pause? their rate hikes, or will they pivot? And pivot means lowering those rates. And they're going to have to pivot if, of course, the economy rolls over into a recession sometime in this year. And most economists put that at a three out of four odds. I still am hoping that they pull the rabbit out of their hat. Did
0: the Did Thursday's GDP number, did that matter at all? Sure.
1: I mean, okay. it shows that it's positive, okay. right? And so, you know, the technical definition is two back-to-back uh, quarters of negative GDP, which we had late last year, but they didn't call that a recession maybe politically motivated, but more importantly, because unemployment is at the historic lows. And so how can you have that? I mean, there's some definitions of a recession that are that we find interesting.
0: But it's that National Bureau of Economic Research that officially calls it that, right?
1: Yeah, and then yeah. of course, you know, recession is when everyone gets, gets pessimistic at the same time, yeah. and then they stop spending. That is what you're gonna happen, but look for more job losses uh, across the country. It's happening not only in the West Coast, but in many other parts of the country as well. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: it's also starting to spread beyond tech and finance. They're starting, the 3M. In manufacturing, yeah, we've and, seen and that as well, too. Sure, sure. It's Dave Spano, our president and CEO at Annex Wealth Management. What we'd love to do for you in 2023 and beyond is work with you hand-in-hand hand on your investment, your retirement planning, your tax planning, and your estate planning, all together as a fee-only fiduciary. That's the difference, folks, the one that we talk about all the time. One team, one plan, and one fee. Hey, how might Secure Act 2.0 affect 401k plans? If you are involved with your company's benefits, this is for you. We'll do that next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 620 WTMJ. Know the Difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Hey, Danny. Thanks for having me. Right at the top. We've got a big old can of worms that we're about to open up, aren't we? (laughs) Oh, you
3: have no idea, Danny.
0: If you're a regular listener of our shows, you know we've been paying close attention to Secure Act 2.0, how it will affect our clients. It's a far-reaching measure, but for this discussion, we're going to narrow our focus to how Secure Act 2.0 will affect retirement plans such as 401Ks. That's Tom's B. Here he is, but
3: strap in, right? Because this thing's been launched, but it's still being worked on. Yes, that's correct, Danny. So you cannot hold me to any of the answers I give you today because they keep changing (laughs) them on us, you know, and that the interpretation of a lot of this stuff is not completely set yet. Right. We just want you to know, folks, that we're paying close attention to it. In fact, a very respected publication came out with something that had inaccuracy. And it's no condemnation to them for having that happen. It's totally understandable. It's hard to zero in on all these details because there are a lot of if-then scenarios and phasing in over a period of time and all this stuff. So it is Legitimately difficult to wrap your arms around all the details of this. So there's the caveat, but just again, folks, we're
0: on it. We're studying this. Let's talk about some of the things. Bigger catch ups, that's got to be a good thing.
3: Yeah, for sure. So catch-up contributions are for people who are 50 and older. There's the limit that you can put into a 401k plan for this year. It's $22,500. There's an additional contribution called a catch-up over and above that for people 50 and above. And that's been around for a while. It's been increasing index with inflation. What they're talking about doing is putting in some additional measures to make that even more juiced for people in the future. But then they also put some provisions that depending on your income and your age, how much can you do over what period of time? The other thing, Danny, is, I mean, you started with the perfect topic here with catch-up contributions. Just earlier this week, something came out where the American Retirement Association thinks that they found something in this law where they accidentally may have made catch-up contributions entirely illegal starting next year, (laughs) accidentally. So that's, I mean, and I assume if that's the case, they're going to fix it. But that's the kind of stuff we're talking about here. Right.
0: This is something new. Student loan matching, a little complex. Number one, how does it work? And number two, I got to think that this might be a valuable benefit to include for current and potential employees.
3: Yeah. So this is the other thing that we always remind people of when you see legislation that impacts retirement plans is the law expands to allow new things. That does not necessarily mean, however, that your retirement plan allows those things. So each employer has to adopt some of these new provisions, and they have a decision. They either can or they don't have to. First of all, if this applies to your company, you would have to adopt this. What it does is it allows companies to, instead of having you save for retirement and receive that matching contribution, if you are paying off student loans, they have the ability to apply that matching contribution To your loan repayments. So they want to encourage people to get out of debt, to pay off those student loans. And they say, hey, we've got this company match. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want to miss out on the match. So I, you know, rather than paying off loans, I'm going to save in the retirement plan. And they say, OK, hey, let's do both. You can pay off the loan, and we'll give you a little retirement savings in the yeah. process. Again, it's going to be complicated and all that stuff, but it's a neat idea. They really do seem to be trying to find a lot of really good solutions with this legislation.
0: Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about the effect of Secure Act 2.0 on retirement plans. This provision covering emergency savings. Again, good
3: thing. For sure. And this is the other thing. This gets to why we talk so much about financial wellness. People yeah. oftentimes ask us, they're like, yeah, you're the 401k people. Why are you guys always going to this financial wellness thing? And it's because all of these things are interrelated. And now they are literally officially interrelated by virtue of this legislation. So this is a way, and I'm not going to get into all the details because it, it's very, again, you know, layers and all this stuff. But there's an opportunity for people to put money in an emergency savings plans. And the the record keeping companies, you know, the fidelities, the mm-hmm. Empower's, the principles of the world out there are setting up their systems to allow for this to happen you're looking at twenty five hundred dollars max so it really is for an emergency but they're going to try to find a way to facilitate this for certain people when plans do adopt this provision
0: financial wellness is key i mean if it is weighing on you coming from your house and going to work it's going to affect your performance
3: i'm telling you they should have called this the financial wellness act really because that's what so much of it surrounds it's really cool
0: Okay, this is all great. We're talking about 2.0 and what it can do for retirement plans, but again, it's complicated and it's still kind of being worked on. What about companies that don't have 401ks?
3: Yeah, great question, Danny, because we've been talking about how this impacts people and their retirement plans. What if you don't have one and you're thinking about starting one? There have been incentives for people to start 401k plans for a while. What Secure 2.0 did is they really juiced those incentives. They did make some modifications. The real sweet spot is for those employers who have have 50 or fewer employees, the incentives are extraordinary. Again, details, details. However, suffice it to say that if you are thinking about starting up a retirement plan and you have 50 or fewer employees, it is likely not going to cost you anywhere near as much as you thought it would by virtue of the tax incentives. So it's a really great way to encourage those smaller employers who have had a hard time breaking that barrier and getting in to offer this benefit. It's helping them get access to this benefit that some of those bigger companies have had. You and the
0: team are on this. You're studying this. Things are popping up and they're getting corrected or smoothed out.
4: Danny, st- there is
3: no way this is going to be the last conversation you and I have <laughs> about this legislation. It's There's so much to cover. And like you said, it's constantly changing. Please, everyone, be calm when you hear or read news stories about this stuff. Do not automatically assume all of the things you're reading are necessarily accurate or that they apply to you. We'll keep you posted. We're going to keep this conversation going.
0: We're on it, folks. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Danny. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Bottom of the hour, time for news. Let's head to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. We are back and it's time for Ask Annex. As always, you got a question for us, you head to our website, AnnexWealth.com, look for the Ask tab, and if we can help you, you always click that Get Started button. In the studio, Sarah Kyle, a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Hi, Danny. Matt Morsey is Investment Team Manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back to you. Hey, Danny. And to demonstrate the power of the team in from the bullpen, because this is a big tax question that we're going to lead off with, is Tanya Sinha, CPA, Manager of Tax Planning at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome. Thank you, Danny. Our first one is from Liz. I made the decision to convert some of my traditional IRA and I did not withhold tax from the converted IRA funds. My current tax withholding will not cover the amount due. I'm unclear as to when estimated taxes will need to be paid to the IRS. In a lump sum or scheduled payments? In the month of the conversion? At the end of the quarter? At the end of the year? At the time I complete my 2023 tax filing? I'd like to wait as long as possible, but without penalty for not paying 90% on time. Tanya, It is a complex question, isn't it?
5: It is. Hey, Liz, if you are under the age of 59 and a half, then you did the right thing by not withholding taxes from your IRA. There is a 10% penalty for withdrawing funds from your IRA, even if that withdrawal was made to pay conversion tax. Usually, we recommend paying taxes from your brokerage account or bank account. Since you mentioned 2023 tax filing, I'm assuming the conversion was just recently done in 2023, and looks like you are. Are a W-2 employee. So my suggestion would be to increase your withholdings at work. That would be the easiest way to go about it. Based on how much IRA you converted and based on what tax bracket you are in, you can calculate the numbers and make the changes in your withholdings accordingly. And you did mention safe harbor rule of 90%. So I want to just make sure we are on the same page. The IRS is not going to charge you an underpayment penalty as long as you paid 90% of your taxes owed for the current year or 100% of your taxes you owed for the previous year. And be mindful, if your gross income was above 150000 then that threshold is 110% of your gross income. We do often get similar questions when a family has a W-2 and a side hustle. So in those cases also, we always recommend, you know, if you, as long as you have a W-2, the easiest way for withholding from your side hustle is also just increase your withholdings at your W-2.
0: Sarah, are you glad you didn't get that one?
5: Oh, boy. Yep. How about you, Matt?
0: Yeah, I <laughs> like the investment questions. That tend to be a little bit easier. That's why we're built as a team. Second one is from Phil. What's the difference between a fund of fund and a target date fund? They're really close, aren't they?
2: They're very close. A target date fund would be a kind of a fund of fund model. Typically in a mutual fund or an ETF, you have investment manager picking individual stocks or individual bonds. But in fund of funds, they're using other funds within that to create the structure that they're looking for. So a target date fund would be usually used in like retirement accounts. So think 401Ks or 403Bs. So for me, if I'm gonna retire in 2080, then I'm gonna <laughs> have a risk tolerance to match that. There could also be more conservative ones. So if you're gonna retire in 2025, you're probably gonna be much more conservative and they blend that allocation over time. Other types of fund to funds could just be based on risk tolerance. So there could be an aggressive allocation or a conservative allocation that aren't necessarily tied to to a specific savings goal, but just a risk tolerance as well too, but very, very similar.
0: Next up is Anonymous. Is replacing 70% of my pre-retirement income the mark to shoot for?
4: Well, the 70% rule is a good starting point, but from what I've been reading, the actual percentage can vary considerably between 54 and as high as 87%. It all depends on individual circumstances.
0: Next one is from Don. A Roth conversion's done over a number of years or all at once?
4: Well, we typically suggest spreading them out over the low-income years, so those years between retirement and required minimum distribution age. Reason being is we want to be very tax-efficient. Not to say you can't, but it's just not the norm. So when we help our clients with tax planning and suggest doing a Roth conversion, we have to take a look at several things. Since Roth conversions increase income, what will that extra income do to their tax bracket? Their Medicare premiums, we have to be very conscious of that IRMA threshold. Will it increase the amount of the Social Security that is tax And, of course, we always plug it into the client's financial plan to see the long-term impact of doing that Roth conversion. So will it really benefit their plan, or will it benefit their beneficiaries?
5: When somebody is doing Roth conversion, apart from Social Security and ARMA threshold, we also need to be mindful of all the deductions and credits they are getting at present because Roth conversion increases your taxable income.
0: And our final question is anonymous, how important are stock downgrades like hold, underperform, sell?
2: Yeah, they can be really important in the short term. So if a company has bad earnings and uh, some analysts come out and, and move it to underperform or to sell, you could see that the market would really move that stock price that day and, and it, you could see a pretty big sell-off. Important things to note on that is what has that track record of the person who is putting out the analyst opinion, are, you know, are they usually accurate? There's a lot of different rating systems out there for these people. But also also, what's happened already before they got to that spot? Do you think we're coming off a year where the market has sold off pretty hard? We're just now starting to see a lot of downgrades, but stocks could be down 50 or 60% already before analysts are coming through and saying sell. Maybe they're a little late to that party. Other thing we wanna look at too is how many people have buy hold, or sell on each stock, and then what do we think about it as well, too? So if there's a stock that we like that does not have a lot of biometrics to it, where people are putting that out there, but we like the stock and it's starting to go up, they might be late to the party and start to push that stock upwards as they start to see that information flow through as well, too, and you might be ahead of the party. That's
0: Askanic Sarah Kyle, thanks for joining us. You bet. Tanya Sinha, thank you. Thank you, Danny. And Matt Morsey, thank you. Thank you. You know, we always say know the difference. After the break, you're going to hear the difference with a client of Annex Wealth Management sharing their experience. That's next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 620 WTMJ. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment, another opportunity to meet real-life clients of Annex Wealth Management that we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. And in this conversation, you will be able to hear the difference. Let's say hello to Carol and Roger. Hello, Carol. Hi there. Hello. And hello, Roger. Good to meet you, Danny. Right at the top, some quick questions. Got to be official. You are clients of Annex Wealth Management. I am. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment? Not a thing. None. And there's no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm? None. None. We enjoy speaking with clients about their retirement journey because what you share about your experience might help somebody who's on the way or in retirement. And I got to say, You must be really good at retirement by now (laughs) you've been retired for 31 years yes sir what were you doing career-wise before then
6: i was in law enforcement in one of the bigger midwestern cities and you had
0: a full career with them yes carol how about you
7: i'm a registered dental hygienist and i still have my license so periodically i'm still working
0: every once in a while i get back Mm -hmm. in the game so how old were you when you retired 53. What did you do at 53? Did you just kind of sit in the backyard or did you pick up something on the side?
6: Negative. I went to work the very next day because really? I knew I had to stay busy. And I've been working every day since then.
0: You told me you were on the SWAT team and the SWAT team is a high intense pressure job. you were on call all the time, right? Yes. But even at 53, you weren't ready to kind of pull that ripcord? cord.
6: At 53, I was ready to pull on. <laughs> I had planned my retirement. I knew where I was going to go. I knew financially I could leave at that time because my pension was like 50% pay. And I knew I could find another job
0: to make up the other 50%. Let's talk about that a little bit. Police work is very pension oriented. Did you have a plan? Did you know exactly what you were doing as you were heading to retirement? Right. The
6: city uh, that I was worked in, had a great pension plan, great health benefits, great benefits. So I enjoyed my 26 years, but after that, it was time to go.
0: Any advice to somebody that you give who is in that retirement planning stage? Save. Plan for the future. My dad brought me up with budgeting, and I
6: budgeted from probably 15 years old when my first job. Put this and this and this away for utilities and whatever might come up. So I did that. A lot of guys I worked with blew it all when they're still working.
0: <laughs> Roger, three decades ago, retirement planning was a completely different ball game. And because of your profession, pension base, were you working with a financial planner back then? No, I was not. It was just kind of put away
6: in a 1% savings plan somewhere. And then as I got more knowledge, I thought, well, I better get an advisor because my portfolio was starting to build up and was
0: not going where I wanted it to. These were the days before Annex Wealth Management. You worked with other companies? Yes.
7: I was with a larger firm, and they kind of pushed me in the wrong direction. I only saw an advisor once in over 20 years. Mm. I had my money there. So when I got to meeting the people here at Annex, I decided to switch over and been pleased beyond words.
0: extremely, extremely happy here. (laughs) This is a leading question, but what is it about Annex Wealth Management? What drew you in?
6: (laughs) One of the probably off-base questions is it's right down the street from our house, but I have heard about Annex. I listened to their program in the morning. Uh, There were some people in the media were at Annex, and I thought, well, if they're there, I can be there. And since I've been here, I couldn't be more pleased. My financial advisor and his assistant have led me straight forward all the way. I would never go
0: anywhere else than Annex. Carol, you said you were with a firm and you really spoke to them once in once 20 years?
7: Once in, in 20 years.
0: What's your relationship like with us?
7: Oh, it's fabulous. Just a side note, we lost two children within six months oh. and a mother. And our advisor and his staff were there right away helping us all along. We would have been lost without them. And they had suggestions like crazy for us.
0: I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'm I'm so glad that we were able to to do that.
7: And they didn't miss a beat. They really didn't. And Roger had been here for many years before I switched over. And once we did, though, we get a call. or We're in here, I think, once or twice a year with them. Or they call. They send us emails. You couldn't ask for better people.
0: Did you miss us during COVID? No, we yeah. came in. <laughs> oh you did? We did. Great, nice. Yes. And
6: they guided us into something oh. I had never thought of and that was a will and a trust. I had never even thought about that. And my advisor said, said, Well, it's time you think about this with your we have a blended family both our spouses are gone. So we have to decide where our finances are going with our children and we sat down with one of Annex's lawyers and he led us
0: right down the path and we're extremely happy. Yeah, it really is nice that we've got everybody here.
7: They do. They're right here and you call and you're taken care of immediately.
0: Somebody's on the brink of retirement. What do you kind of wish you might have known 20 or 30 years ago about retirement? Maybe not retirement planning, but about retirement. Danny, I
6: really can't say. I've led a charmed life Everything besides losing family has gone great. We're, we're way beyond the financial means that I ever
0: thought we'd be, and I have to give it all to Annex.
7: I agree,
0: 100%. Carol and uh, Roger, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. When we do things like this, we want our, our radio audience to, to kind of hear the difference and having you come in here and kind of share your experience. Hopefully, it's going to help some others. Thank you.
7: I hope so, too. Thank You're you. You're
0: welcome. Thank you. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for Saturday, January 28th. Thanks for riding along with us. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ we're back. It's Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management Show. Good to have you here. A couple of things you can do on the weekend. Sign up for the Axiom which is our free weekly newsletter. Speaking of the Axiom, we have a poll this weekend that we'd like you to take if you are retired. Studies have shown a lack of mental stimulation and social interaction can adversely affect you in retirement. So we're going to ask if you are retired, how do you keep your brain active and challenged? That is in our Axiom this weekend. We're on social media. We've got a great YouTube channel. got a couple of different podcasts that you can listen to kind of bring in the whole product to you we give you this information for free what we would like is you would say look over at your spouse and say you know what i think it's time and then you hit that get started button at annexwealth.com dave when my parents retired they had a fantastic retirement they were active they kept their brains going my my at the retirement community that they worked at my mom worked in the mail room my dad volunteered with the national park service i mean you just have to have that stuff one of our goals is a great retirement after it's not just getting you to the finish line it's beyond
1: and you know deanne talks a lot about that transition and is it a binary decision just one day do you say you know i'm out and up yours and, <laughs> and out, out the door you go right but a little johnny paycheck right yeah. so it, may, it, it might be a transition a lot of people start to think about that is what's the next phase what's the next chapter and that is really a big part of the planning piece. I went through a client meeting this past week that I thought was interesting that we could share and that was, so the client came in and he went to another firm sure. and they were, were under the guise of financial planning and then when it was done, they sold the product to them. And the product of course, uh, you know, it was compensation to the purported financial advisor and that that's really what I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about transparency, right? So you go through this, you know, you talk about people getting engaged and going through the financial planning process. But then at the end, they then take off their hat and put on another hat to sell the product. That's after you say, I do. (laughs) Well, there's the old joke there, right? Exactly. Uh, After the wedding. But you know, there's one of the things that, that you have to go is just make sure that you're getting transparency. And I'm not ripping on any other financial advisor. What I'm saying is ask the questions. Make sure that there's transparency involved. Make sure that you know how they get paid. And that's the reason why I keep saying, know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. Because a lot of times, In this particular case, they came in and they had no idea what they were about to pay for. So it's a legitimate question. You're not offending anybody by asking that question, what's the compensation, how are you getting paid? That's the transparency piece. Where does that usually happen when they start talking about the fixed income portion of the portfolio? Yeah, not not always. I mean, sometimes you you get sold a product and and sometimes it's it's an annuity. Sometimes uh, it's a mutual fund. But I will tell you, that brings up another point altogether is this whole process of paying. Passive investing in exchange traded funds, and we've been using them for decades. That may have hit a peak here because, you know, as we move from quantitative easing to quantitative tightening, you're going to have to make sure that you pick the right stocks. You just look at this last week, individual names in the same sector, some did very well and some did not. So you just can't uh, throw uh, garbage against the wall. You're going to have to do the work. You know, free cash flow matters. Uh, how much debt a company has matters. And then, more importantly, for us, Danny, the team matters, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you know, and you see uh, throughout all of our offices, the substantial amount of employees that we have that provide all of this great service. It's not just one guy, right? Mm-hmm. It is a substantial, that there's, uh, you know, there was a meeting that you saw earlier this week that had one of our lawyers, one of our PhDs yeah. in, in the meeting at the same time, and you just smiled. Yeah, it is. Um, in fact,
0: when I walk around and see our different teams, that investment team is just getting larger and larger, and it's just... it's. It's really interesting to see kind of them standing up, right. them kind of talking about it. They're they're talking about strategies or their observations, right. or somebody will say, you know, and then you'll see the wealth managers come in and ask a question because right. they've got a, maybe a question from a client or just a question on a way that they can maybe do it better for our, our, our
1: and, clients. And let me and let me hit that point. Of course, that we have brought that investment team in. This is not something that we subcontracted. That's one of those things that that we talk about. You know, do you go to a financial advisor and then they subcontract that out to somewhere else? This Annex Wealth Management, is paying all of those people to drive down the cost because we want to be as fee transparent as possible. If
0: I may put a plug in for our SWAT podcast, that's that team. They get it every Monday morning. They sit together. In fact, this is a great Monday morning thing that you can do is check it out. It's usually in about 15 minutes or so. It's usually up on Spotify by 9 or 10 in the morning. But if you really want a peek into what we think is important from a strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. You can do that on Monday mornings. It's a SWAT podcast on Spotify. Hey, folks, if we can help, head to our website this weekend. It's AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. Dave, appreciate it very much. thanks. Good show, Danny. That's Dave Spano, our president and CEO. Pick your partner carefully. Competency, transparency, expertise, resources. That's how it works at Annex Wealth Management. Going to be back here next Saturday at 10. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management show, 620 WTMJ.